Welcome to Faith Fondue, a podcast featuring author and speaker Haley DiMaria and teacher and blogger Ann Strickers. Faith Fondue will feature a melting pot of topics, ignited by a flame, our faith, and guided by the Holy Spirit. It's the week of December 12th, the third Sunday in Advent, Gaudete Sunday. It is the Sunday of joy. Our pink or rose candle, whatever you want to call it, also known as the shepherd's candle, is lit. I, in my house, am in the middle of midterms, college applications and acceptances, or not, and trying to plan for Christmas not at home. Anne, how was your week? (laughs) That is quite a list, Haley. Um, Okay, I'm going to bring to our fondue pot tonight. Let's talk about, I don't know, Christmas cards. I'm curious about your process, giving, sending, receiving. I'd like to talk maybe a little bit about Hallmark movies and mm-hmm. the sports tree that now decorates my office um, in addition to a giving tree. We will talk about um, Matthew's gospel and I will talk about the Sunday's second reading, which is related to the theme of that candle, the Gaudete Sunday. So we'll talk about joy and rejoicing Um, and I'm curious where this will lead us for our takeaways. So talk to me, Haley. I have a a student that I have not taught, but I really admire her and, um, really hope she gets into Notre Dame. So I was asked my boss today, Hey, when is the early decision coming out? You told me it's on Thursday. So fill me in what's going on with college applications, the process. This is your second go around. It is my second go around and it is, you know, as most things with with people who have multiple children, it's different the second time around. Um, you know, actually not a whole lot of news in the in in our world in terms of acceptances, you know, he's gotten into a couple of his top choices for schools and, you know, still waiting to hear from a couple, but you know, it just I think when other people get in or don't to college, it allows you to reflect on the process a little more. I think, you know, when your own child gets in it, you're you're wrapped up in it. So it you don't yeah. have the the 10,000 foot view. But, you know, I had some good friends um, whose kids got into their first choice over the weekend, you know, ED early decision is binding so that, you know, you only apply if you're that's where you're committed to go. Um, so that was exciting for them. And then, you know, I know some friends whose kids didn't get into their top choices. And, you know, same mm. school, both break, you know, great kids. You, you just yeah. you just wonder why one does and one doesn't. And I really yeah. think it goes back to your child will end up where they're meant to be. Mm. And whatever mm. path that is, whatever school that is, um, but the it just it's it's super curious to me and and I need to look at myself too. So this is um, you know this is a, a a lens on on me as well. But you know just before we started taping, I got a text message from a friend whose son got into his top choice, and you know she wrote something like, "Phew, I think I was more nervous than he was," and I think that speaks volumes about today's parents. They are so, they, we seem to be so wrapped up in getting in, not getting in, scholarship money, no scholarship money, who else got in, who didn't. 
And I, I, I need to figure out why, you know, am I that way? I don't know. It's easier yeah. to see when it's somebody else, right? Sure. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's, there's so much wrapped around yeah. where you yeah. get in and where you don't. And it's so hard because there are a lot of great kids not getting in to great schools and yeah. it has nothing to do with who they are as a child um, or yeah. person. I shouldn't say child as a person. So my heart goes out to everyone who is waiting to hear whether they yep. get in or not, you know, you hope they get in gracefully and joyfully. Um, and you hope that they understand that there are a lot of people who didn't get in either. And I do think social media is a really tough thing right now. Um, and, yeah. and, and the schools, you know, it's part of their marketing. The schools ask you to do it. They send you the hashtag. They send, post your picture, mm -hmm. use this hashtag. Yeah. Um, you know, that wow. that's exciting, yeah. but it's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I it, again, nothing personal in our, in our house at this point, but I do think you're able to see the bigger picture when you're not wrapped up in it. And I just think I saw a lot more of the biggest picture yeah. this week, so... That's where yeah. we are. That's no, a lot. I mean, you've asked a lot of questions and, you know, uh, constantly where people put what we value. I mean, we, I think it's okay to raise those questions and to ask ourselves, what is it that we value? And, and you know, like you put on yourself too. You're like, where am I in this? But, you know, Haley, it reminds me of just one more distinction of where like being an athlete is just a privilege because those kids, many of them get to know ahead of time. And so they are just like devoid. They don't have to deal with all the stress and, you know, all the waiting and it's such a relief and it's such a privilege. Um, but going back to your question, why are parents, you know, I, I mean, you know, the easy guess is parents want their children to be happy, but, and it's so out of your control, this this game of college admissions, right? I mean, it's just like for some of these schools, it's the biggest question mark is that's out there. But, you know, I feel for kids who maybe are going to, a, you know, a state school and there's not, there's great state schools like in California and other places. Um, and that that's not or maybe they're just affordability or just realistically and also, so many kids aren't ready to go away to school right? either. So, you know, the, the whole game that we're playing by our worth equaling, you know, where we're going, it's just, it's one more, I don't know, piece that people use to identify themselves with yeah. in positive yeah. ways, but also, right, in ways that can be, I don't know if I'm going to add anything new to the conversation other than I appreciate you raising the question. Well, and I think, you know, what I'm hearing you say is what I'm seeing going on in my world in kind of the mid-Atlantic area, you're seeing in California as well. So it's it's happening everywhere. Yeah. Which is crazy. But you mentioned sports and, um, you know, I totally get that. My sister, um, you know, years ago, she graduated from high school in 96. Um, she was recruited by and ended up playing at the university, volleyball at the University of Virginia. Um, but her application actually came with the, a stamp on the top. Now, this is back when you had paper applications, right? Um, a stamp on the top that said pre-approved or, you know, pre-accepted or I don't know what it was. So you're right. There's no stress there. She knows that she just has to fill out the application. <laughs> right, right. But the other thing you, as obvious as you can make it. Exactly. Yep. And, and it was in like September. So, um, you know, for senior year. So that was an easy one. 
Um, but I'm curious, you mentioned sports um, and you mentioned a sports tree. Now, let me tell you, we have one, two, three, seven Christmas trees in our house. We are wow. we are wow. so nutty. I'm looking at one in Jamie's yeah. office. He has one up in his okay. office. We are such nuts about Christmas. Um, we don't have a sports tree. What is that? Because I think I need one. Oh, you you do. I mean, do you have a Notre Dame tree? We well, actually, you would. We don't have. You could probably consider Jamie's tree a Notre Dame Irish tree. tree. Okay. Yeah, it's got the Notre Dame no. ornaments, the annual Notre Dame yeah. ornaments on it, and then a bunch of cruise ships. So he tells you what he loves. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, the sports tree. I've I've wanted to do it for a long time. So I um, oversee a group called the Athletic Directors Council. These is one you know student athlete from each team. We meet with them fairly regularly. Think of it as like Hall President's Council at college or Student, Advi student Athletic Advisory Committee, um, SAC is the acronym for the NCAA for student athletes. And I asked each person to bring in an ornament reflective of their sport. Okay, so if they're the cross-country rep, bring in something like that represents cross-country or make your own. Okay. And okay. it was so fun, super creative. For example, our varsity boys golfer drilled a hole through a golf ball that morning and then put um, a piece of yarn through it. That was his ornament. Okay. Um, other <laughs> people made their own, like they just took a bulb and this one girl just put, you know, St. Francis cross country with like a silhouette of a runner. It was so cute. She did a great job. You know, other people bought them or made them, but it was, um, there are now 26 varsity, there's 26 different sports that are represented on that tree. So it was fun. Um, okay, I love that. We also gave, we brought in a donation. I I just think it's so important whenever we can to remind young people and myself that we are always called to serve and to give, right? And so we chose three gifts. Our school is doing a virtual toy drive. So I said, okay, we're going to pick three gifts to give, uh, what we'll purchase for the toy drive, and it has to be sports related. So they went with a scooter because it's, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. We went with a duffel bag uh, for your sports equipment. Okay. <laughs> and then the last one was ear pods, not like Apple, but just ear pods. So you could work out. It was, that was how the kids interpreted it. So it was fun. We did that, had hot chocolate. Um, once again, I, I've seen this, you know, working in schools now, um, we took a group photo and I was playing like last Christmas from Glee. Cause I love that. Mm -hmm. But I was like, if you really want to bring down the house, you have to play Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. And I'm it's guaranteed like high school kids, they just stop and they it. start singing and dancing. It's amazing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You got it. You know, Christmas carols are interesting like that because you never know what's going to stick. Right. Everybody. That, I, that one. I know. Yeah, every, I every thought, pop star's got their own rendition and Christmas album, but and they're all singing yeah. the same songs. But boy, yeah. that one is. A, yeah. Some are just like they were making fun of Paul McCartney this morning on the radio. You know, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, and they're like, "Oh man, that's one of his worst. That one's just not good." And someone's like, "Yeah, and can you believe a band did a cover of it?" You know, and they were laughing. It was it was funny, like because it's true. You're like you hear these songs. And then people comment on them and then you start to think about it. Like I personally, Haley, cannot listen to Felice Navidad. I just can't do it. It has so little content. Felice Navidad, 
Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año, we felicidad. Like it's that's it. It's just terrible. So <laughs> I hope I haven't ruined it. I probably have, but once somebody brought that to my attention, it was over. <laughs> so I really want to know your thoughts on Christmas cards. We have Christmas carols there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you the picture, put an envelope, send it out. I feel like I've gotten a Christmas card from you. I feel like I didn't get one. I think, you know, where, what, <laughs> talk to me about this. So I love Christmas cards. I will send them forever. I know some people okay. have gone digital. I, so, I know some people post them on social media. Maybe those people still send paper cards and I was just taken off the list. Uh, but I will always send them. I love them. I always have pictures of our family. I have a lot of friends who just send pictures of their kids. I love yeah. seeing their kids. I want to see them too. Um, yeah. You know, I don't get to, some of my friends live in Idaho or California and I haven't seen them in years. I like seeing my friends. Um, so, you know, as I age and get gray hair and whatever else is going to happen to me, I, you will still see me on my Christmas card. Um, and I always write a Christmas poem um, okay. that okay. that covers all four of us, highlights from the year, um, and it's it's I, I love it. I, I have a book of them that I've kept over the years, so I can go back and read them. Um, that the the Christmas poem for me one year I thought about not doing it. That did not go over well with my kids, so it made me realize wow. that they love it. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, it's not, it, you know, there, it, there's only so many words that rhyme that you can come up with. So I feel like it sounds the same every year, but, um, you know, and some are better than others. Yeah. But I love yeah. it. I love writing the poem. I love the Christmas cards. I love putting them together. I love receiving them, but I want to see my friends too and not just their kids <laughs> okay all right so how about it sounds you? like you have some rules I mean some you know preferences mm-hmm. and some leanings yes um so my brother once told me I think George H.W. Bush either sent like he sent hundreds of Christmas cards and you know he was telling me that story is just like as a mark of who he was mm-hmm. as a human being you know huge letter writer um I always try think I won't send a lot of Christmas cards and then I end up sending them all the time but I usually I don't send photos because I don't have children but I um I do like kind of being creative with like something so last year I sent you know magnets in on my cards that advertising our um podcast or when my book was published I had these postcards and I would include those in there in fact, I should probably try to get rid of them and send those again. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like to do things like that, you know, some, send something kind of fun, like again, advertising something this year. I don't, I don't have that. Um, and I have cards I've done also where I've printed a photo of me with that person. So if oh. there's a memory, you know, it's like a photo frame and then you can just print that on your computer. So I've done like, it's not me with my family, my parents are on you know some trip, but it's me with that individual or their family. So those are some things that I've done. Um, you know, one year I, I hung some on the refrigerator. One of my roommates didn't like the aesthetic. So I was kind of discouraged mm. from putting them on the refrigerator. <laughs> um, I have new roommates. We are putting cards on the refrigerator. 
but I'm not because I get a lot of cards. I mean, we are kind of of that generation that did, that did send the photo thing. I don't right. know if younger don't as much. So yeah. Um, so, I will put the best so ones on the fridge. Okay? I, yeah, we, I love them. They go all around our kitchen windows. Um, it's really hard to come off my Christmas card list. So once, so ours is pretty extensive as well. And there's some people I haven't seen in 15 years. Some people I haven't seen wow. since we left Pennsylvania 18 years ago, but they are on my Christmas card list. Um, great. Yeah, like I said, it's a, I think it's a way to keep in touch with people. It's not quite a lost art, but I can see where it might become one. Um, I'll yeah. go down kicking yeah. and screaming. We usually keep ours up until Easter. Oh, I, wow. I okay. love it because, because so, well, we used to keep them up until Valentine's Day because I do have a few friends who don't send Christmas cards or holiday cards. They send Valentine's Day cards. Yep. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So I, I, we started keeping all of them up until their card arrived. And then um, actually it was during COVID. We kept them up until Easter in 2020. Okay. And we did it again last year. And I thought these these cards, which I would say at least 90% of them are photo cards. Um, we still do get some that are yeah. photos. Yeah. But yep. it it we and we have kind of a, a circular bay window that where our kitchen table is, and this is where all of our Christmas cards are. It's everyone we love and know surrounding us. Why would I take That's that great. down? It's so yeah, great. It's and I just look great. up and yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, no, I love it. So positive. It's a positive outlook. I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound like a Grinch though, a little bit. Like I'm surprised at some of the cards I get at Haley. So are you being judgmental? What are you being Not judgmental? I mean, it's a gift, but it's more like, I don't, I haven't taught. I mean, can we edit this out right now? Because I sound so terrible. Like the coworker of like 20 years ago with his daughters. I'm just like, that's great. But I, I am, I'm, we're not connected. Let's just, we'll move on. We'll move on. Okay. So okay. You, you set it up so beautifully, definitely in the Christmas spirit. Yes. I sound very judgmental. Like, why am I getting this card? As opposed to being like, wow, that's very thoughtful that they would want to reach out you know, um, and share some Christmas joy. So I'm going to take it back and appreciate it. <laughs> well, on the flip side, sometimes, so my mom and I go back and forth on this debate. We print out address labels. So we have this process where Jamie prints out the master list. I'm supposed to go through and change any addresses of people who have moved. He puts them on the labels. We print them out. We put the labels on. My mother finds that appalling. It is so yeah. impersonal. <laughs> she handwrites Every single Christmas uh-huh. card she sent. Now, she's probably not sending as many as we do. It is easy to come off her list. Um, but I, but I, but I, there is, and I'm not saying that he's not thinking of you and your coworker is not sending you well wishes, yeah. but you could yeah. be on a list that gets printed out and stuck on an envelope. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you feel, I, I'm honestly like, feel free to take me off. It's okay. Well, like, and, <laughs> yes. And, and, and that, you know, just to bring it back to that, it's totally fine to come off a Christmas list. We, I know we came off of one this year and it's kind of like, okay, about time. I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, it. You're not losing any sleep over this. Well, but yeah. I also, I, it's no ill will. It's just, well, I mean, when one thing is hard expensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, you're right about the, that, you know, I don't know if that's a generational thing too, but like that for my parents is like, 
my mom has said that I don't understand this where you just put the card in the envelope and it's like, you know, yeah, stand, whatever, rinse, wash, repeat, you know, wash, rinse, repeat, so to speak. Yes. But, um, so don't, you know, don't feel nice badly about digging that hole. You're fine. It's all, it's okay. a hole we're all Thank down. <laughs> it happened, it happened. But, you know, one thing that is definitely gone, so to speak, but I have one friend that still does this, is the form letter. Now, people used to make fun of the form letter in the house that I grew up in, like, oh, you know, it's this bragging list and stuff. But I'll tell you that form letter is kind of, uh, I I have to say, every it's sort of like social media. It's kind of like with Facebook, you kind of like it because then you can keep up with people, you know, mm-hmm. certain people. But at the same time, you're like, oh, is it you're just oversharing too much? With the form letter, you know, a creative witty letter, it's so like, it's nice because you so do great. get the updates and it's like, thank you for sharing. I mean, that's what it's about, you know? So... Yeah, I agree. There's nothing better than a witty, funny, clever Christmas letter. I agree. All right, moving on to our spiritual stew. Um, So mine comes from, it's sort of twofold. Um, It's, you know, this Friday's gospel is the beginning of Matthew 1, 1 to 17. And And I'm sure everybody remembers this passage, although I'm not sure people listen to it in its entirety. It is when you hear about Jesus's lineage and, you know, it starts off with the book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And it goes on for what seems like 10 minutes with all of these people's names. Who was the son of so-and-so? Who was the son of so-and-so? Half the people I haven't even heard of before. Um, But it was interesting. It was the thing that really struck me when I read it this week was I have, I just finished reading the Book of Lost Names. And this is a book about um, pretty much universal. It was a book club book, pretty much universal. Everyone in my book club loved it. It's a book based on a true story or true newspaper articles where after the Civil War, freed slaves um, would post notices in newspapers looking mm-hmm. for lost friends or yeah. lost family members. And wow. it's a really beautifully written kind of interesting story that takes place in, um, you know, the 1850s and then also in the, in the 1980s. So it goes back and forth and, you know, the stories eventually connect. Um, but one of the things that reminded me of this book when I was reading this, this you know, was reading Matthew was, the beginning of the story, and and I need to look into this more because I'm going to imagine and think it's true because there was so much that was well-researched and accurate in this book. They talk about, the the author talks about how the the main character, who is a freed slave, um, they she was raised to recite her family members' names mm. so that when, if they were ever wow. separated... They would be able to list and go through and remember and recall who they are, where they're from. And it was just really fascinating, you know, as she becomes separated, as she is, you know, her mother sold off somewhere and she is looking for her family. She knows her whole family because of this kind of almost like a song that they had sung about their, you know, their ancestors and all of their names. And I thought that's so cool in a terrible yeah. way because of the situation right. and the circumstances right. of slavery. 
But I read this in the Bible and I and I wonder, you know, is that connected? Because wow. you know, slaves were so spiritual. You know, they had yeah. such goodness and kindness in their heart and and really I would imagine had to rely on their faith, you know, to yeah. get them through the horrors that they lived through. Um, but it just, it, it, there was such a connection there that I thought this, this is really powerful in yeah. the Bible, a, you know, a gospel that I will be honest, I probably, you know, you kind of zone out yeah, through, absolutely. Right, um, right. but it yeah. just, it brought on, it's such a different meaning having just read this book. So, yeah. um, it, yeah, it was awesome. really kind of neat. It, it made me think differently about it. Um, mm -hmm. And it yeah. made me really kind of value that importance of, you know, your lineage and your ancestors and, and probably things that we take for granted. Um, yeah. So that was yeah. an interesting read for me. Love that connection, Haley. You know, and, and what it says to me is, you know, from two different perspectives. One, like, it's talking about essentially our humanity. I mean, for example, a slave who's deemed property and was treated less than human is somebody's son or daughter, somebody's sister mm -hmm. or brother, someone's cousin, someone's, you know, niece or nephew, and that that has import and that has value. And that can't be lost that God became one of us, like Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, too, is human and became one of us and is from, I mean, he's from this lineage and we have record of it. And it's, it's pretty powerful. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's named and it's recognized. And so, you know, what the, what those two hold up together, right. Is that we want to deny the humanity of, right. A certain group who've been marginalized and then to accept God as human, right. Wow. These are two things to hold. It's really quite meaningful. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, very nourishing. Good stew. Um, mine is in light of Gaudete Sunday. So this was the gospel reading. I mean, not the gospel, the second reading, but it was um, Paul's letter to the Philippians. And the priest noted that the word rejoice is there twice. So, you know, the message is, you know, Paul is saying, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. And it was talking about the, um, you know, call to be joyful because I think so many times life is hard and we are aware of the suffering and we feel like, you know, maybe our faith is telling us what not to do and to, you know, I don't know, repent for your sins and, you know, renounce yourself and say no to temptation. But really what we're reminded so many times more than we probably realize is that we are called to be joyful, to rejoice. And I just, I appreciated that. Um, you know, that rose candle is a visible sign that we are called to rejoice. Um, Christmas is near where, you know, the hall we're getting there. Uh, we've been waiting a long time, but like anything that is, you know, that we prize or desire or want in life, the waiting is part of it. And like, it's nice to know there's these reminders like, hey, we're, we're getting there. We're almost there. Yeah. You know, I, be great if we could say that about coming out of COVID, you know, like, yes. Yeah. You know, we're not there. We got it. We got it. We, you know, we don't know. No. And I love, um, you know, this is the third week in Advent, which is, you know, the theme for this week is joy. 
Yeah, um, I saw that in the notes. And and mm-hmm. you're right. The anticipation is uh, is part of that joy too, right? It's you know we love Christmas Day or you know Christmas Eve. Those you know forty eight hours maybe Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. But though though that time is not what it is without all the preparation, right? It you know it's I I think so much of what we love about celebrating those days are because we've done so much to lead up to it. But that's where I really love the, you know, the four themes of Advent, where you first have that hope, where you, you know, hope is all about anticipation and being hopeful for what's coming. And then just love, you know, you get to that place of hope, and then you're just filled with love for what's coming. And then, you know, we're on the, we're on the brink of it now, right? The joy is here, like we are joyful. Um, And then of course, next week is gifts, which I always, you know, to me, um, you know, when of course we can talk about this next week, but you know, I you think of gifts as presents, but obviously, you know, Jesus gives us presents as well, but they're just not the ones yeah. you wrap. Um, so yeah, we are just this is a joyful time, and yeah, um, yeah. Right? I mean, then that's where you know my mom is really into decorating. Okay, and she just she this year she feels like she's done more than ever, and. Um, She's just so excited about it. And I said, but mom, you're bringing beauty to the world. Like, however you do that, that's, there's something there. That's her gift. It's her gift to, you know, when they have company, people over, people love to see, you know, how she's decorated. And I just, I think it's great. I think it, it brings her joy because it's her gifts and talents using them. But also I really do believe any time, like I was thinking about beauty as a virtue, Anytime we bring beauty, whether it's, I was at a funeral, like I said, last Friday, the music was so beautiful. The the cantor used to teach at the school where um, I taught and this priest had worked for many years. Her voice is just, it is truly beautiful. Or, you know, my sister, who's an artist, when she paints, like she doesn't have to do it, but she brings beauty to the world. Right. And really beauty brings joy, I think. Um, So yeah, I I don't I didn't know just to go back to the shepherd candle the name for that Haley, so I know that it's rejoice and gaudete and the theme is joy. But I was struck by that when you said that earlier that it's the shepherd's candle. So kind of an interesting maybe that's my takeaway is to find out why you know um, I don't know what beauty shepherds bring to, <laughs> to the world, but um, you know I in my brief understanding or reading in that it you know there okay. you could you could really well here's here's what it is it's up for interpretation right because nobody okay. really knows um but it's i i think it is this i think it's the symbol that the shepherds of their joy um hmm. but you know that that's a good takeaway for you that that was my understanding of it yeah. Um, I also felt like, although I didn't go back and reread them, I also felt like there was a lot of, although you know what it was, it might've been my own personal Advent reading um, was about the shepherds um, and huh. and the joy when they, you know, when they yeah. realized that, you know, that the that Christ had been born or that was, you know, it was coming, he was coming. Um, but yeah, that's a good takeaway. I also think, you know, a great takeaway for me and and for you well, first of all, I'm going to ask that you find joy in every Christmas card you receive. 
And if you're not <laughs> joyful to receive it, I'll just sometimes sometimes I'll look up at the cards on the wall and I'll say a prayer for who I see. Yes, um, right. I agree with that. And that's always that. um, a default for me when my mind goes down a path that you know maybe I don't need it to go down <laughs> in yeah, terms of right. unjoyful thoughts. Um, you know, you just take a step back and say, you know, you pray for them. Um, but I think, you know, my takeaway as we get closer to Christmas, as it's going to get a little crazy, you know, we are going to be away for Christmas. That adds a level of complexity to all of the planning. Now, where are you in Florida? We're going to go to, we'll be in Florida with my in-laws, my parents will be there. My sister will be there. Yeah. It'll be nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, I'm look really looking forward to it, but sometimes the hectic does not equal joy. So my, my (laughs) goal, my takeaway this week is to find joy every day, even if it's hectic, even if I don't feel like I'm getting everything done, um, and, and to pause and remember that this is a time for joy and hope and love and what really is important. Love it. Um, I wanted to add to the fondue pot here for takeaways stew and flame all of it together um i don't know how formally we've talked about it but sacred places of notre dame and advent journey so every day i wrote about this in my blog but as you and i both know there is a different um you know member of the notre dame family whether it's a student a teacher an administrator a coach and they talk about a space that is sacred to them And I contend you don't need to have gone to Notre Dame to appreciate their beauty, although it's certainly you feel that connection if you love Notre Dame. It's very special. But for me, Haley, it's my favorite way to pray during Advent. Mm -hmm. They ask uh, reflection questions at the end. But um, one of the respondents is a Farley Hall resident, and she talks about a pathway between the lakes and St. Mary's. And I for me, my sacred space is also a pathway. And so I appreciate it's not that pathway, but I just, it's not like the grotto. It's not, you know, the softball field at Notre Dame or the volleyball court, but I love that it was a pathway because there's that sense of journey. And this last week, you know, or in the gospel, Mary goes to the hill country and makes haste to see Elizabeth. And I think about that journey and that pathway that she took. So kind of um, resonates with with me and what I like to pray with. So a shout out to all, to Notre Dame Alumni Association for that great gift. It's so great. Um, It's so great. I, I, it's, mine actually seems to come at night. I get a text message in the evening. Yeah, because I got mine like an hour, like maybe two hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, So you're getting it. It's, um, yeah, I, um, and I, I'm always very curious. First of all, I keep thinking they're going to run out of spaces. I think this is the third or fourth year they've done it. It It's the third year. Third year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's, it, I tend to watch it at night just because I get it in. I'm afraid the text message will get buried in my my phone if I don't. Um, I love I love it. I love the the small spaces, the big spaces. Um, I love it when someone pops up that I know. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of fun. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's really a different type of Advent reflection. Yeah. Um, so I love the creativity of it. Um, but you're right. We'll have to we'll have to post a link um, to it yeah. either on social media or in the in the notes yeah. for our podcast. But yeah, it's a great. 
Advent reflection. And you're right. It is, it's universal. It's certainly more meaningful or, or, yeah. you know, very meaningful yeah. to Notre Dame fans or alum, right. you know, cause they'll know the spaces and they might have their own yeah. connection to a certain place, but they're all universally, um, you know, appropriate or, um, relatable. So yes. yeah. yeah, great include. Yeah. And my, I do, I have shown them in class and my students are going to reconciliation, on Thursday, so I showed one from Father Joe Capora, where a classroom, a small meeting space is his sacred space because that's where he goes for reconciliation. So, yeah, I, I hope people find it meaningful. And for our listeners, I hope they'll check it out. Um, yeah, it's on a website. We'll, we'll definitely put up the link. But what a great way to rejoice, right? And to think about um, the theme, like you said, of hope, love, and now joy this week for Advent. Yes. And we've got one more and then we are in Christmas week. I I know. know. So don't let that stress us out. It's just going to bring us joy. Um, But Anne, I hope you have a good week. I know it's a crazy one. We will keep all of the seniors in high school in their prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And their parents. And their parents. Yeah. yeah, As they begin to receive um, notifications about colleges and for everyone taking midterms or finals and um just kind of this crazy rush of activity that takes place at the end of the year um may they may everyone find joy in the small moments um and the large ones because there is joy and hope and love out there every day got it so thanks Haley. Have, have a great week yep you too happy advent <laughs>